I believe we mothers have a responsibility to our children to raise them with truths, no matter the circumstances. I believe that since we are their first influencers, we have an obligation to make sure they are exposed and introduced to life in the most transparent way possible. I believe that the information we share needs to be age appropriate, but it cannot be kept a secret. So I ask you, what legacy will you leave your daughters? Hello and welcome. This is Nadia with Wine and Wednesdays. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a treat for you. I've got Mrs. Sylvia Neal and Mrs. Janelle Gunter Harlan with me today. These are two of my dearest friends. I've known them longer than I care to admit. <laughs> and they are going to be with me today to help guide us as we venture down the avenue of leaving legacies to our daughters and making sure that we are talking to them and preparing them for marriage. So as always, I'd like for you to remember that Artesia focuses in on three key ideas, seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness. Begin to tune into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. Let's get started. All right, ladies. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So, Janelle, could you please give my listeners a little brief introduction on who you are? I am, as my friend Nadia said, Janelle, and I'm a mother. I'm a wife. My husband and I have a total of seven children. We have five girls and two boys. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. And Mrs. Sylvia. Well, as Ms. Nadia has said, um, I'm Sylvia Neal. I am a mother as well and a wife. My husband and I have six children <laughs> together, four boys and two girls. Lots and lots of uh, stuff happening. Man, I feel like I'm slacking. <laughs> I only have two children. Wow. <laughs> so I've got some experts with me today. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about today the legacy that you mothers um, leave your daughters. I have a distinct memory um, from my mother telling me when I got married that she didn't want me to start anything that I did not want to continue. Mm. And she said that even after 20 years, you still don't have the same iron. And it really kind of hit me hard, like, wow, you know, just something as simple as an iron, you get a new one. But as you start doing some of these things that you really don't want to do, you look up 20 years later and you're still doing them. So her whole point was don't start them. Sylvia, is there anything specific that you can remember having any conversations with your mother about? You know, the, the funny thing is, no, I don't remember my mom telling me anything about marriage at all. Not even like, don't do it. <laughs> Not even like, twice about it. like, I don't remember any conversations or guidance on, you know, how to be a wife, what's married life like, like none of that. I don't remember any conversations. Yeah. I think that's typically how it goes. Like we just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so true. Uh, I definitely was thinking the same. I'm trying really hard to pinpoint a conversation and I'm coming up blank. I don't remember a specific conversation uh, from my, you know, words of wisdom or anything my mom shared with me specifically about marriage. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. So considering that you don't have any recollection of, of that, do you think there's something you wish she would have told you? So wait, before we get into that, Sylvia, how long have you been married? I have been married for four years. Yes. <laughs> My bad. Four, four. <laughs> yes. And, yes. I have been married for 20 years. This will be the 21st year this year. Woohoo! 20. All right. Okay. I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Okay, so is there anything that you wish that she would have told you 20 years ago, Neil? You know, right before you walked down the aisle. Now, looking back, like, dang, I wish I would have known. I I honestly feel like I wish we had talked more about love in general. Mm. I think that everything centers around love. And I think that when entering into marriage for myself, I didn't have a full or complete understanding of love and the depths of love. And I was seeking things from my husband that mm -hmm. weren't for him to give me. And I'm right. sure we'll get into that later. But so I think a, a more in-depth conversation about love in general, and maybe even if she would have asked me, why was I getting married for me to think a little bit heavier on it? And I had premarital counseling and all of that, but there were still some key things that I think were missed. Like no one talked to me about. Right. Interesting. Hmm. I think for me, I, th I think I wish you would have explained a little bit more on like how to communicate effective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. how do you really have those difficult conversations and still stay connected? You know, still mm -hmm. stay like how do you how do you talk about your difficulties or the things that you disagree on or whatever in a way that that makes makes you stay connected and together. That's a good one. That Absolutely. Is, yeah. I'd have never had those conversations. <laughs> never. No, my mom would get mad and walk, walk away or they just wouldn't talk. You know, there was no arguing or anything like that in my house. I never really saw that conflict resolution or anything. There was no even connection that I saw, you know, even as a child with them. Um, That's a great point. Um, when it comes to arguments, even in my household as a as a young child, I don't recall my parents arguing. Um, but there were times when I might've been told to go upstairs or mm. something, but I didn't hear like heated, right, you know, debates or arguments. Right. And that's a really great point that you bring up now because you don't really get a clear understanding of what do you do when, when you disagree, because you're going to disagree. Right? Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. But even with that, with my parents, they disagreed a lot. <laughs> they fought, like they had a lot of passion, you know, in their <laughs> Kids and you know things like that but I got to see a little bit of you know they didn't send us away when they argued or anything like that but that fire of we can have a disagreement we can talk about it we can even talk about the the hard stuff but and get mad at each other but still come back together so mm -hmm. I did have that example of you know we can blow up and disagree but that doesn't mean we have to disconnect right so do you think that's a 
a way of defining or at least showing like unconditional love? I think, you know, from my perspective, it was, but I think my perspective was a little bit tainted because my dad, I feel like was more of the unconditional love <laughs> oh, part of things, whereas my mom, not so. So I came with the, you know, going into my marriage, like, you know, to some degree, I can do these things and my husband's going to love me no matter what, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. that, that, that's a different, that's not fair to some extent, like, but on the flip side, you know, the example that I got from my parents is like, my dad can't be that way. You know what I'm saying? Like he, there is no unconditional love on the other side of the fence. Right. I guess you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, those are boundaries and you don't cross them and they're deal breakers and right. no, no, there's no forgiveness or. Right. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Understood. So knowing that, what are you showing your daughters or what do you think is most important to show them whether they're watching you and your husbands or actually sitting down and having conversations i know um neil one of your eldest girls is married so mm -hmm. do you have you know something specific that you want to say to her or wish you could have said or mm -hmm. um that's a great question because the, even the original question you asked, I think about what did I talk to my daughter about, you know, before her marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think that we had a targeted conversation about marriage, but we did have several different conversations where marriage uh, was discussed. Um, specifically, the communication piece, you know, what Sylvia just brought up is, is so important. And we've had conversations about communications. We've had conversations about love and having a clear understanding of what love is and what love is not. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard. And I think that that all of my kids, even the boys, we talk about how life is hard. Relationships are hard. We talk about relationships a lot. Um, and I think that really talking through that part of it um, is important. We've had those conversations. We will continue to have those conversations. And even with my girls who are not married, talking about relationship and, and having that communication a lot mm -hmm. is important. Sure. So? Um, I think for my girls, either, either one of them are of age to get married. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for my girls, well, what um, at least we're trying to show them one is that it's okay to be, to show intimacy with your partner, like to make sure that they understand what love kind of looks like, you know, mm -hmm. the hand holding, the kissing, like, you know, all, all those different things. It, it's okay to show that your, that husband and wives love each other. How else are they going to learn if we don't show them that? Um, so that's one thing that I've, you know, really trying to, to focus on, um, for for my girls, for our girls, it's just to be able to demonstrate to them what re what relationships, healthy relationships, look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that intimacy is very important. I didn't see it, and I can just hear my boys like walking in with Terrell and I kissing or something, I'm like oh, and I mean we're, we're not like sloppy, nasty kissing, <laughs> right. you know. It's just like a little, you know, a little too long of an embrace or something like that. And, you know, we don't push away from them. It's like, you all better be happy your parents are doing like this. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually you'll be able to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I do agree that that's extremely important. Yes. 
Absolutely. Okay, that's some good info, girls. But before we get into the rest of it, I want to take some time and take a quick wine break. So today on Wine and Wednesdays with my girlfriends, we have a Katina Malbec High Mountain Vines. Here, I'm going to let you say that. What does that say? Bodega y, Bodega y Vineros Katina. Yeah. What nail said. <laughs> this is from the beautiful country of Argentina. I like this. Take a little squirrel. I will say I feel it's really good for a Malbec. I don't typically like Malbec. No? Mm. I think it's good. For sure. I could drink this without <laughs> even like thinking I'm drinking anything. Like it's very smooth. It's very good. Very and kind of light. For right. a red, or a mall, right? Yeah. Still, what do you think? So, someone who doesn't drink red much, I see over there dancing. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like you said, I don't, I don't drink red very often, but I like this one very much. Mm -hmm. so. It's nice and smooth, and uh, it is fruitful. Mm -hmm. It's good. So, when did you start drinking reds? I know you said you don't do it that often, but. Maybe about nine months ago, <laughs> when okay. uh, I decided I was gonna do something a little bit different and try something a little bit different, and uh, I was like, I'll venture out on the red, and it was like, oh, Malbec, I'll try it. Yeah. Nine months, just enough time to birth something new. <laughs> A new love. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Love that. That's so funny. Okay. All right, but yeah, go ahead and try it. I've got a 2019. Um, Sylvia is via Zoom from the lovely state of Kansas. What do you have? What year are you look, looking at? I have 2018. Oh, see, this is what I always want to see. How do they taste different? You know, like, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah 2019. A year off. I wonder what the difference might yeah. be. Yeah. Huh. Almost got it. Oh. But I put it back. And, and you know what else? Like, when you open it, how long you let it breathe? Did you use an aerator when you poured it? Like all of those things make a difference too. I chilled it for about 30 minutes. Oh, oh okay. Look at <laughs> you. See what that nine months did. Right. <laughs> let it breathe for a little bit. Yes, yes. Just a little bit. You are a professional. Right. Look at you. A lot of wine knowledge there. We love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, go out and try that. It's a hit for us, even from the non-Malbec drinker. Birth a new taste. Yes. All right, let's go ahead and get back into it then. First, let me take another little sip. You too, girls. Okay. All right, so briefly, we talked about before the break about how much it is important to have these conversations so that the children are learning um, you know, how to communicate kind of what is and isn't okay with love, what love looks like, what it doesn't look like, some healthy relationship behaviors and, and, and things. Um, knowing that we need to have these conversations and that you guys have had these conversations and attempted to show some of the um, affection. Are you noticing that your children 
are displaying any of the things that you've talked about in their relationships. Now, I know, so you've you're got little younger children. Well, Neil, you do too, but they're at updating age. Mm-hmm. You know, Sylph's so, got a 20-year-old. I do. No, she's 20, 21. No. 22. 22. 22. She will be. You, no, you're the one who just had someone go 21. What yes. did she say? Yeah. Okay. No. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you guys have daughters in the early 20s. Yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're dating. Even your 15 year old. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> she is not dating. No, she is not. Bye. <laughs> She's trying. She's trying to date. She's trying to okay. date. Okay. Okay. So, do you see any any of those behaviors, or do you are you even privy to their relationships, or are they kind of keeping them from you? Great point. My newly twenty one year old. Um, we we have discussed relationships. Yes, she's not currently dating, but she has had um, relationships. And yes, in the beginning, she was definitely very private, trying to keep it from me. Um, But now we do talk more about relationships. And I think she learned a lot through that relationship and even trying to keep parts of it secret and now being able to discuss and and kind of talk through some of it. I'm hoping that the next, she will not be so secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, same with uh, my oldest daughter. At first, she kind of kept trying to keep some of her relationships secret. But then there came a point where she didn't know how to navigate it. And there were some things Mm -hmm. that made her have to kind of like ask mom, like what's going on. And so, but since then I hear about all the relationships, (laughs) even my, my younger daughter, who's trying to navigate, you know, 15 and, and trying to navigate relationships, she's asking all kinds of questions. So they're not as secretive, um, as they were previously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I had brought up kind of in my opening um, about age appropriate conversations. And I wanted to zero in really on um, because you you guys really do have daughters in different generations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and back in our day, you know, we didn't have social media. Well, first of all, our parents didn't really talk to us about anything. We didn't have social media to go anywhere to find anything, whether or not good or bad. We learned from each other, from our peers. That's really kind of how we navigated the world. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that that age appropriate conversation is a little bit different, like for your younger girls, because they're exposed to so many things. And so that that conversation has to change a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh for um for me it's i find it it's more of that's not reality that's not real life that's not how mm-hmm. that works that's not how you should be like it's it's trying to help her to or help them to understand the difference between what people are doing for likes and mm-hmm. what our relationships and inter- interactions with the opposite sex actually looks like so i'm doing a lot right. of you know putting it into perspective mhm Right. And that's when modeling behavior comes into play, too, because the uh, when you see mom and dad, like that goes away. We need to talk about the okay. it's not uh, when you're trying to do it behind closed Mm -hmm. doors. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's the component, like you said, social media. But there's that culture piece. 
right now, there's a lot with the culture that like kind of tapping into what Silva was saying, you know, it's like perceived to be cool to do certain things. It's like, ah, that's not cool. Like, and that's maybe risky behavior, right? Gotcha. Doing different things. And even having the conversations earlier about, you know, sex, yeah. right? When it comes to oral versus like, oh, that's not sex. Oh, uh, yes, it is. You know, having those conversations earlier, even. Absolutely. It's a lot different. Okay. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. As we get ready to wrap this up tonight, I need each of you, Sylvia, you go first. <laughs> I need three things, kind of like your golden rules, that you're going to tell your daughter Make sure this is what the, our youth needs to know about marriage. Even if it's not your daughter, it's someone else's daughter. What do we elders now? I think we're, <laughs> is that a proper term? Elders? Are we, I don't know, the older generation? We old folks. Maybe <laughs> we're old. Yeah. But whatever. Anywho, you know what I'm saying? Yes. What is it that you feel that you have an obligation to tell the younger generation about marriage? in relationships specifically? Ooh, three things. One, I would say is very important, and I teach my girls this too, it's very important to keep your own identity. Um, that it's important to have your own stuff. Things that you believe in, things that you do, you know, all that. It's important to be yourself too, as well. Mm -hmm. You can't like mesh so much where you lose who you are. Like, that it's so important to be able to have your own thing. That's one. Um, the second thing, like I said, I'm big on communication and how to be able to do that effectively. Like you should be able to voice your concerns. You should be able to have a conversation and a dialogue without feeling like it's going to turn into something major or that person mm -hmm. will leave you. Um, <laughs> being able to communicate, you know, effectively. And I would say the third thing, would be, um, I guess maybe kind of, well, I was going to say kind of along the same lines, but I think that it's important for them to be able to um, share in life, meaning that it is not one, it's not his way only. It's not her way only. It is coming together and creating a life together that yes, mm -hmm. you know, um, depending upon people's perspective, head of household and all of that, but that, but you still need to come together and as a team and decide things for your lives. I would say those are my three things I can think of right now um, to be able to, um, that I would like to share, just being a team together. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's really important. Love that team. Absolutely. Ms. Janelle? So um, you made great points, Silv, and I, I want to make sure that I am not necessarily repeating, but you you made great points. And, and first and foremost, like I started in the beginning, um, I want to focus on love. I mean, ha having the conversation with them about love from the sense of they have to love themselves first. Um, it doesn't go away because you're married. Um, yes, you are supposed to love your spouse, right? Um, but 
you have to still make sure you create that time for self-care, for soul care, so that your soul is refueled, um, so that you can give to your spouse and give to your children if you choose to have children. Um, so make sure that you can love yourself, love your spouse, um, and, and put things in the proper order when it comes to love, but just I don't I think love is the biggest component. I don't know. I'm on a love kick right now. But um secondly, um piggybacking. So communication absolutely is so important. And you have to be willing to have the conversations, the tough conversations, talk through things, um, and fight fair, right? So in communication, making sure that you are communicating with love, um, thinking about how your spouse is gonna take, you know, a conversation or the way you say something, your tone, your voice inflection, all those things matter and are super important. Um, and I would say the third thing would be, you know, making sure that you prioritize your marriage and not necessarily mm -hmm. lose yourself in all the other things. Sometimes as mothers, those that have children will lose themselves in their children and the spouse will be second. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I know it kind of still ties into love, but that's something that's super important, making sure you prioritize your relationship with your spouse. Um, and even outside things, you know, you might find through your soul care, something that you really enjoy. Maybe you're a social butterfly and your spouse isn't and you want to get out. Well, you still have to have that balance, right? So just making sure that you prioritize the relationship, the marriage specifically. I love it. Love that teamwork and prioritization. I think that that's key. It's not as easy as it sounds, but we are all practicing here. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you have to make a commitment to, you know, being married for 20 years, Janelle, is a milestone and not very many people get to that. And it does take determination and just a will to want to be married. So, um, I love that. Yeah, make you got to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up today. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, I have Miss Sylvia Neal with me. Can you go ahead and tell them where they can find you with Olive's Grace, please? Olive's Grace is a place where you can actually get some healing through the word of God. That's what it's really about. Tapping into scripture and finding um, revelation in what God's word um, is saying to you about the healing, about the things that you are maybe struggling with mentally or physically, emotionally, one of those things. But you can find me at olivesgrace.life. Um, and there's lots of encouragement there. So get online and get on there and find some things and read the blog and comment on some stuff. Thanks, Nye, for um, giving me that little opportunity to share that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Encouragement. Yes. Janelle, Miss Janelle Gunter-Harlan, can you please give a shout out to everybody and let them know about Miss Bling Things? Yes, yes. So uh, Bling Things is a jewelry business that I started, um, oh my goodness, years ago now. And um, it has evolved and I'm actually, um, you know, getting in touch with people that have already purchased jewelry, keeping that connection, doing closet consults, uh, making sure people are able to refresh and, you know, feel good when they walk out of the house, when they look in the mirror, feel good about themselves. Yeah, remember, um, I 
reaching out to you guys about staying sexy. Keep the yes. jewelry up to date. Y'all gotta stay sexy for them men out there. <laughs> and for your spouses. Right. Yeah, for your spouse. That man, not them men. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. As always, you guys can find me at art.of.ca. That's S-I-A. And if you're interested in any one-on-one coaching, please go out to my website, artofsea.com. Until next time, take care of each other. <laughs>